Mic check, mic check. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Man, it's cold this morning. Oof. <laughs> it's so icy cold. My legs are freezing. Please stay warm, folks, man. Get you some hot tea. Guess it's very cold here. It's cold, man. Y'all know I don't like the cold. But yeah, good morning from California. How you guys doing over there? How is Dubai? How is uh, Nigeria? <laughs> How is India? How is China? How is the earth? <laughs> How is heaven? <laughs> well, heaven is here on earth, so the kingdom of God is here, so yeah. Uh, well, I want to thank God for another beautiful day again. Yes, it's cold, um, but there's seasons. Scripture makes us to understand there's seasons. There's uh, winter, there's summer, there's hamatan, there's, uh, you know, rainy season, dry season, all kinds of season, man. There's night and day. <laughs> well, well, bless God for another beautiful day again. God is good, man. God is good. Go ahead and give God some praise, man. Hallelujah. Give God some praise. Give God some praise, man. God is good. Welcome to the Word Podcast. This is Nosahari Zemike, your host. I'm here again in high spirits. Okay. Um, what can I say? Uh, give, God, give God praise. Bless God for everything, man. Folks, I want to read from the book of Psalms 37 just to refresh our minds, to renew our minds. Because, you know, our minds need to be renewed. Our minds needs to be refreshed by the word of god the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is to grab your bible folks grab your bible folks and fill fill your minds with the truth all right do not grab your phone unless your bible is in your phone because i do have a bible app in my phone yeah yeah that's the first thing you do when you wake up okay grab your bible hear from god you know observe the quiet time with god you know so that way your day will be full of uh, grace and truth and, and it'll be smooth uh-huh all right uh i'm gonna take a short break now well just so i can read the scripture see you later psalms 37 or psalm of david do not fret because of evil doers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way, because of the man who brings wicked shames to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. 
for yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, for he shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plots against the just, and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, <laughs> for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword, and have bent their bow, to cast down the poor and the needy, to slay those who are of upright conduct. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows, shall vanish into smoke they shall vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous shows mercy and gives. For those blessed by him shall inherit the earth, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Depart from evil and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. The law of his God is in his heart, none of his steps shall slide. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. I have seen the wicked in great power, and spreading himself like a native green tree. Yet he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I saw him but could not be found. Mark the blameless man and observe the right, for the future of that man is peace, but the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble, and the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from wicked and save them because they trust in him. Folks, uh, Psalm 37, it's a psalm about the heritage of the righteous and the calamity of the wicked. 
we're going to read Psalm 38 next. And Psalm 38 takes a spiral turn. <laughs> okay, but Psalm 37 is, is a psalm of the heritage of the righteous. The reward of the righteous. He said, he was telling the, the righteous, he said, do not be afraid of the evildoers. Do not fret because of them. Don't be envious of the workers of the iniquity. Don't, don't worry about them. You say what? Because they shall soon be cut down like the grass. You say what you should do is to commit your way before the Lord and trust Him. He will bring to pass all your desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. Be happy in the Lord. Recognize God in everything that you do. He said to rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Some of us sometimes we are not patient. Oh, we are in a hurry. We can't wait to get what we ask from God. We can't wait to get the next level of promotion. We can't wait to get. We can't wait for anything. The Bible says to be patient. Let patience have its perfect work. It says, For yet in a little while the wicked shall be no more. The meek shall inherit the earth. That seems like the book, uh, the, the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 5 on the Sermon on the Mount. He said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. <laughs> Blessed are the meek. Blessed are they that seek after righteousness, that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. If you hunger and thirst after righteousness, oh dear, no, you shall be filled. But I want to pay attention. I want us to pay attention to verse 12 and 13 of Psalm 37. You know what they say? The wicked plot against the just, right? The wicked, what they do is to plot. They always like to plan. They plot against the just and they gnash their teeth at, with him. They gnash their teeth against him, right? You see, but the Lord laughs at them. <laughs> I, I told you guys before that God loves to laugh. Y'all don't. Well, let me not say God loves to laugh, but God does laugh. I've come across several scriptures where God laughs. Psalm chapter chapter 2, right? The Bible says, He that sits on high shall laugh. But the same thing here, 37 verse 13, says the Lord laughs at him. God normally laughs at him because he's really planning against the righteous. Wow. It's like when you see a bunch of ants. Trying to connive together against the elephant. What the elephant gonna do? Elephant gonna laugh. All he has to do is stamp them. So yes, folks, we have a lot of uh, heritage, folks. As righteous people, we have a lot of heritage. Our righteousness. Remember, remember when I say righteousness, our righteousness is not of our own works. It's of Jesus Christ. So yes, every righteous man, every good man, has inheritance and heritage. The earth. The earth. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. He said, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Even though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Scripture says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Depart from evil and do good, folks. Depart from evil. The Lord will not leave you comfortless. Matter of fact, verse 33 says, The Lord will not leave the righteous in the hand of the wicked, nor will he condemn him when he's judged. Hmm. Mm, mm, that's important. The Lord will not condemn you, folks. That reminds me of Romans chapter 8. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. <laughs> For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Ouch. Mm, mm, mm. The scripture is powerful, man. Transgressions shall be destroyed together. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. Folks, now, we're going to go to Psalms 38. And Psalm 38 takes a spiral tone, folks. It's the psalm 
which the psalmist wrote a prayer in a time of chastening he was being chastened by god now this is to tell you that god doesn't just allow the righteous to do whatever they like no no no, no. a good father chastises his children punishes children sometimes with sickness and affliction yes yes let's go to psalms 38 Psalms 38 A Psalm of David to bring to remembrance O Lord, do not rebuke me in your wrath, nor chasten me in your hot displeasure. For your arrows pierce me deeply, and your hand presses me down. There is no soundness in my flesh because of your anger nor any health in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have gone over my head. Like a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. My wounds are foul and festering because of my foolishness. I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. For my loins are full of inflammation, and there is no soundness in my flesh. I am feeble and severely broken. I groan because of the turmoil of my heart. Lord, all my desire is before you, and my signing is not hidden from you. My heart pants, my strength fails me. As for the light of my eyes, it also has gone from me. My loved ones and my friends stand aloof from my plague, and my relatives stand afar off. Those also who seek my life lay snares for me. Those who seek my hurt speak of my destruction and plan deception all the day long. But I, like a deaf man, do not hear, and I am like a mute who does not open his mouth. Thus, I am like a man who does not hear and in whose mouth is no response. For in you, O oh Lord, I hope you will hear, O oh Lord my God. For I said, Hear me, lest they rejoice over me, lest when my foot slips they exalt themselves against me. For I am ready to fall, and my sorrow is continually before me. For I will declare my iniquity. I will be anguished over my sin. But my enemies are vigorous and they are strong. And those who hate me wrongfully have multiplied. Those also who render evil for good, they are my adversaries because I follow what is good. Do not forsake me, O Lord. Oh my God, be not far from me. Make haste to help me. O Lord of my salvation, make haste. So, brethren, you see, the psalmist had to pray, pray out for chastening. Okay? God had to chasten him. 
Now, this is very important because in our everyday life, folks, we go through similar experiences. We are chastened by God. Now, the Bible says God chasing those he loves. The time of chastening is the time that God bends your head back to him. Because many of us, we dabble and then we uh, wander away from the path, okay? We wander into sin, into, into wickedness, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes God has to chasten us and pull us back to him. Sometimes he does it by punishing us with affliction of sickness. As you can see from what the psalmist said. He said, your arrows pierce me deeply. He said, there's no soundness in my flesh because of your anger. He says, there's no health in my bones because of my sin. Do you see how God chastened his own because of our sin? The psalmist went through the same experience, folks. Do not think that it's all rosy, 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 rosy. No, it's not. The people that preach that to you, they, they lie to you. Sometimes when you are afflicted by disease or sickness, it's because God is chastening you. I'm telling you the truth. You might ask the question, why would, they, why would God chasten his own child with sickness? with pain and, and suffering and disease. Why? Well, let me ask you a question. Do you have a child? Okay, if you see your child doing something bad, uh, playing with fire, and you warn the child, don't do this. The child does it again, dabbling with fire. You keep warning the child, and the child keeps disobeying you. What do you do, folks? Do you let the child just go to waste, put a hand in the fire and get burnt, or, you know, or do you chasten the child with the rod? A good man, a good parent, chasing their child. Scripture says, spare the rod and spoil the child, right? I'm paraphrasing, okay? Train up your child in the way he should go. And when it's old, he will not depart from it. If you want your child to be corrected, sometimes you have to pull out the whip. Every parent knows this. A, a parent that doesn't chasten the child with discipline or punishment doesn't love the child so God chasing us too sometimes he let that disease come upon you sometimes he let that situation that, are, that, that, that hurt you come upon you because he wants to chasten you because he's chastening you look at what the psalmist said he said there's no health in his bones because of his sin there's no soundness in his flesh now we just read from the book of the uh, same Psalms chapter 37 about how the righteous have a heritage and then the wicked is calamity that's going to befall them. But in the next chapter, the, the psalmist is writing about the sickness that has befallen him. He had wounds. Look at verse 5. My wounds are foul and festering because of my foolishness. He said, I'm troubled. Why? He says, I am feeble and severely broken. I groan because of the turmoil of my heart. Do you see? He was, he was, he wrote this, this book this uh, chapter, he wrote this chapter at a time where he was going through pain, folks. Sometimes you go through pain and God lets you go through pain. Why? Because he's raising you. He's building you. He leads you through fire. Why? Because he's trying to purify you to come out like pure gold. When you see gold and the appearance of gold is just so shiny and pleasing and pleasant and, and beautiful, and everybody wants gold, don't they? Well, 
do you know that he the the, the gold goes through fire the gold is taking through fire first folks gold is taking through fire first folks at the time of harvest the gold is not pure it's not it's not it's not as pleasing to the eyes as you see it it has to be uh heated up in fire all the impurities has to be removed the same way the bible says god takes us through fire so that when it he's done with us when the when the work is finished when patience has had his perfect work we become out as pure gold treasure priceless Okay, that is the sanctification of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes God leads you through fire, folks. Sometimes God leads you through difficult times. Why? Because He's chastening you. You might say, Why do I have this pain in my body still? Why do I have this sickness in my body still? Why do I have this disease in my body still? Why do I have this affliction still? Well, if everything was so rosy and then everything was so good with you and you have everything you need or you want. And you never had any pain or any sorrow or any sickness or any affliction or any shortcoming. Everything is just smooth from beginning to end. Folks, you're not going to remember God. I'm telling you, do not deceive yourself, folks. <laughs> you ain't going to remember God. What did the rich man say? He said, I have plenty. My goods have increased. He says, relax, my soul. Eat and drink. And then God said, what? Thou foolish man, your soul shall be required of you today God is not going to let you just have everything no the promise you made to God last year you never kept it many of you are told God oh this year I'm gonna these are my new year resolutions I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that I'm gonna stop doing this I'm gonna stop doing that but you never stopped you never kept the promise God has to chasten you now he's warned you several times now he has to chasten you God chastens me too and I know God chastens me I remember last year I posted on uh, Facebook a picture of my back full of all kinds of um, rashes, folks. I told the people, I go, God chastens me as well. I go, God wants us to repent. Sometimes he has to chasten his own child. He hurts God to do that. God is not happy seeing you being chastened. No, he doesn't want you to go through pain. But sometimes he has to take you through pain so that you will realize your mistakes. So that you come back to your senses. Some of you don't even pray until you are going through trouble. And God is like, well, he's my son. He doesn't even pray. He doesn't even have time for me. And God has to say, you know what? I'm going to lead him through this hard time. So that way he will remember. Oh, yes. God does that, folks. And he's a good God. And if you if you have an understanding of this, you will praise God. You praise him. Even in your pain, you praise him. You remember him and cry to him. Look at the Psalm of David, folks. It was a prayer in the time of chastening. He was going through that pain. He said, do not rebuke me in your wrath. He said, no, chasten me in your hot displeasure. When God is angry, man, folks, you don't, want, you don't want God to be angry with you, folks. It's better for you to chasten yourself and repent <laughs> than for God to chasten you. Because when God chasten you, you're going to feel it. You're going to understand. He was. He says, my iniquities have gone over my head. There were so many. King David has so many iniquities just like you and I. He said, they are so heavy for me. His loins was full of fl- inflammation, folks. How many of you know what inflammation is? <laughs> oh my goodness. His loins was full of inflammation. You know what the loins is? His middle area, folks. Had inflammation, swollen, 
that is painful folks you don't want that kind of inflammation to come upon you you don't want that kind of chastening folks he said why because of my foolishness he said he said i am troubled he said i'm feeble and severely broken many of you folks when you're going through chastening go ahead and read the book of psalms chapter 38 folks read everything and let the words sink in he said my heart pants and my strength fills me i remember last year i cried man i cried to god man. i said god i've had enough i know you're chastening me i'm sorry i'm sorry i had to i should live a life of recklessness okay i'm i'm being honest with you folks sometimes god says you know what you don't want to repent all right i'll, I'll chasten you a little bit he says my loved ones and my friends stand aloof from my plague it was a plague he had i guarantee you this is the same as that thing that happened to me last year plague god sent the plague don't you know god is the one that sends the plague <laughs> when your scientists are looking for the cause and the origin of certain diseases and they're, and they're trying to avoid God. But God is, God is just looking like, <laughs> God says, I send the swarming locusts. It's God that sent the locusts to devour the land. It's God that sent the plagues. It's God that sent the angel of death. Okay? He says, Behold, I have created the waster to destroy. I created the smith that blows the coals in the fire, and I have created the waster to destroy. God is, don't play with God, man. God is dangerous, folks. You don't want the wrath of God, folks. You don't want the wrath of God. He says, those who seek my life, listeners for me. Those who seek my hurt, speak of my destruction. The plan, and they plan deception all the day long. He was crying out to God, folks. I cried out to God last year, folks. God said, you know what? Boy, you keep messing around, I deal with you now. I deal with you, boy. And God dealt with me, folks. He dealt with me, and I felt it. Oh, yes. Oh, I had a... My whole skin was itching. It was a lot of it was a lot of uh rash. Man, you can't be calm. You can't sleep. God dealt with me. And I said, God, I know why you're dealing with me. I know this is this is chastening. I accept it. Humbly accept it. I'm sorry. You know, and not just to be sorry and you repent. I repented of that thing by the grace of God. The scripture says, Godly sorrow walketh repentance unto salvation but worldly sorrow work at death let me give you guys an example folks judas iscariot did something evil right he betrayed our lord and savior jesus christ he committed a grievous sin against an innocent man and he felt remorse he felt what remorse and was very sorrowful the bible says it was sorrowful he, he was sorrowful, but the repentance he had didn't lead on to life. It led to his death. The money that he he got from betraying Jesus, he brought it back to the to the religious uh, teachers of the law. He brought it back to them and said, I don't want this money. And they go, wait, we don't want it either. They threw the money back at him. And guess what? He went to hang himself, folks. That's a worldly sorrow. It didn't work to repentance that led to salvation. It worked a different kind of repentance that led to death. But Peter, Peter denied the Lord Jesus Christ three times. And he felt sorrow for that as well. But that sorrow was a godly one because it led to his repentance. And Peter became one of the greatest apostles. There's a portion of the scripture where Jesus said, Peter, 
the devil has decided to sift you like with he said but i will pray for you oh dear god god prayed for peter but god didn't pray for judas Brennan, we need the mercy of god folks we need the mercy of god because we are not perfect peter wasn't a perfect man peter denied jesus christ some of you haven't even denied christ but peter denied christ three times folks but he came to the realization of his sin he was sorrowful and it was a godly sorrow that walked repentance unto salvation and he was saved but judas Iscariot, on the other hand the bible said he hanged himself on the land that he bought with the money he betrayed christ with and then in Acts chapter 2 chapter 2 chapter 3 he said he fell headlong and his middle part burst open and spilled his guts on the ground that was a painful way to go worldly sorrow cain had a worldly sorrow folks cain had a worldly sorrow and he was mocked he murdered his brother he was mocked for death brethren when god chastened you when god chastened you do not cause god and do not do not blame god god is doing a good thing to you he said the lord chastened those that he loves he loves you that's why he's chastening you he wants you to repent and change your ways he doesn't want you to end up in the hell the scripture says the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life to jesus christ our lord make haste to help me oh lord my salvation the psalmist cried to god he said do not forsake me oh lord do not be far away from me do not hide yourself from me do not the bible says, folks you don't want to get to a point where god doesn't want to hear you again have you read in the scripture god said he said because you have rejected knowledge because you have rejected wisdom i also will reject you. i will keep my ears blocked he said my hands are not so short that they cannot reach you you know my ears deaf that they cannot hear he said but your iniquity have separated me from you the book of isaiah you don't want god to be separated from you you don't want god to turn a blind eye to you you don't want god to turn it back to you he said I am ready to fall. My sorrow is continually before me. He says, Hear me, lest they rejoice over me. Let not my enemies triumph over me. He says, Remember not. Remember not my days of iniquity. The psalmist keep praying. He says, Don't let my enemies triumph over me. They want to laugh. You know your enemies want to laugh at you, folks. They want to laugh. They want to rejoice at your downfall. But don't let that happen, oh Lord. Go ahead and cry to God, folks. Go ahead and cry to God. Psalms 38. 